Frank Frazetta was a dreamer and his artwork was the conduit to his soul. He allowed his emotions to flow through his palette and projected his own personality onto his canvas. To him, painting was something like composing music, music that could make his viewers' eyes dance. Frank Frazetta's fantasy art radiated beauty, strength, and bravery into the world. From the foreword of the book Enchanted, a history of fantasy illustration, read by Sarah Frazetta. Hello, and welcome to the Rogues in the House podcast. Once again, I am Matt John, taking over the uh, hosting reins from our uh, usual hosts, and I'm happy to do so. And I'm really happy today because we have a very special guest in this house. I don't know if she's a rogue, but I do know she is, in fact, the first lady we've had on this podcast, which is exciting. So let me introduce to you Miss Sarah Frazetta. Hello. Well, I, I, all around. What, an, what an honor. The first lady. I, I love it. Thank you. It's true. We're happy to have you. Um, be, not just because of who you are and what you offer, but it really is nice to have um, someone who's not a dude on the show. It's 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 great. Well, I, I kind of act like one sometimes, so I don't know how, how far you got with this one. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, listen, pre-interview, you guys already emasculated me, remember? So, yes. With our dogs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool dogs. I have a 120-pound German Shepherd, so, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty badass. <laughs> That's a beast. German yeah. Shepherds for the win. Yep. Yeah, but they're yep. such, they're sweet dogs. They are. Um, my neighbors would say otherwise. They, I said, oh, I said tonight I go, this German Shepherd's going to rip my shoulders out eventually. And he goes, that's not a, that's not a dog. And I go, you're right. It's a wolf bear hybrid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they just don't, they don't see him as a dog. And when I say he's sweet, they're like, we don't believe you. Keep away from us. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they're smart. I mean, you got that. My they dog's not that smart. My wife would probably come down and, uh, you know give me a smack for that but i keep saying look his head's tiny he's just not that smart he's lovely <laughs> he's lovely i love him but he's not a smart dog i've had anyways <laughs> german shepherds are smart dogs sometimes they're too smart yeah yeah oh yeah yeah he controls me all day so you know it's it's a give and take it's you have to pick your battles and what you want in life so yeah and sarah you have one right i have i have two dogs i have a, a, a labrador retriever oh. i I don't recommend them. They eat everything in the house and just, yeah. you know, they're sweet. They now, now Josie wouldn't hurt a fly sweet dog, but not, not, and she has a big head, but not a big brain. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I believe the head size really matters. <laughs> yeah. That, there's no scientific uh, right. basis for that. That's, that's I met, just my, I met a, yeah, I met a dragonfly recently and I had an inter, an interaction with a dragonfly and I'm convinced that dragonfly had a bigger brain than my Labrador retriever. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty sure we communicated and I was like, this is a deeper communication than the lab. I don't know how this happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just a theory. Just a theory. <laughs> Your poor dog right now. I know. Sorry, Josie. Yeah, but like right now, it's kind of like he knows or she knows that uh, you know, what you've said and is Yeah, she she does. She's plotting my death out there. Yeah, gonna find well, gonna find a way to demonstrate her intelligence. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we get into introductions and all that, if you don't know who Sarah Frazetta is, if you don't recognize that last name, I would be surprised you're listening to this podcast. Absolutely. I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, we want to take a trip uh, to the same place we always do to the 
bizarre of the bizarre. And we're going to start with Dean, because I don't know if he has anything ready and I want to put him on the spot. I do. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm even going to call you out on something, too. Uh, Not call you out, but, you know, kind of. You're going to put me on the spot a little. Yeah, just a little Okay, bit. go for it. So um, our Bizarre of the Bizarre is things that have kind of, you know, caught our eye and our attention in the last week or so, or whenever our last podcast was recorded. And I've been kind of doing a little bit of uh, pre-research for an upcoming possible podcast fodder that Matt had been talking about, and that's uh, Sword and Sorcery movies. So I've been kind of going uh. back through some older movies to kind of check them out. And I found one that's not quite that old. And I watched it and I was really pleased with this. It had not been on my radar. It's from 2010. It's The Black Death and it has oh, yeah. Sean Bean in it. I don't mm. know if you've seen it or not. Sean Bean I have. and uh, Eddie Redmayne and uh, Carice Van Houten. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She was Melisandre from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's, a, that's what I call a sword and supposed sorcery movie. Yeah, because, a sword and maybe sorcery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes it's historical. I love historical stuff. I do historical reenactments. Uh, matter of fact, in the same time period as this movie takes place, thirteen forty eight, during the Hundred Years' War, and it's also at the beginning of the outbreak of the Black Plague. And so you've got mm -hmm. these soldiers looking for a necromancer. I was like, oh, this is hitting all of the right you know buttons and ticking all of the right boxes. Yeah, you say necromancer, um, I tune yeah. in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And there's some great acting, the, uh, the weaponry and the clothing. It looks realistic for the time period. Yeah. Um, it looks well-worn. Uh, Sean Bean is, of course, looking just like Boromir right out of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, but it's really great. It does a little bit of loosey-goosey historical liberty with uh, some of the history that is portrayed in there. But I close my eyes to that stuff because... Yeah, see, but that I stuff doesn't bother me because, like... I'm often ignorant to any of that. And I just go, oh, yeah, cool. Well, they were talking about two battles that happened during that time period. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you just confused one battle with another battle. And I have problems with that. So I just have to close my ears and my eyes to that. Yeah. But I thought it was a great movie. It did fit everything for what I thought was going to be a sword and sorcery. But as you said, it's a sword and maybe sorcery because... Mm -hmm. The necromancer isn't quite the necromancer we think she is. And then there's this really cool twisty plot twist at the end that I think really, I think is just, it kind of puts a cap on a pretty darn good movie. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not it's kind of like um, it. the 13th warrior in that way, right? Sort of pseudo history and yeah. the sorcery elements are kind of hinted at right. uh, rather than explicit. Yes, yes. Yeah, I uh, I I watched that many moons ago. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely worth and a watch. I would be yeah, I would be down for checking it out. Yeah, uh, I mean rewatching. Yeah, cool. Um, and the other thing that was on my radar okay. is our last podcast. We talked about sword and sorcery gaming in the sort uh, gaming in the sword and sorcery genre, and mm. I just got an update because you were t giving me crap about kickstarting the HeroScape game. And Sarah, oh, Hero like, Quest, right? Are you, your, your eyes are glazing over yet, Sarah? We're talking. No, to no, I, I, I like to, I like learning. That's great. Okay, great, great. Um, Hero Quest is a game that I backed for a decent amount of money, um, which is about the same amount as if I were to buy a used good copy. Um, but 
with the backing, and here's where I think you should have backed it, Matt. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. It's coming up with an online gaming companion that allows you to play solo or cooperatively and do all the things that are really cool with digital gaming applications and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So Yeah, I just saw that. Um, I'm curious what that app will do because the game's fairly... Like, it's light. It's light, right? but, but it allows I... you to co-op with zargon who is the evil <laughs> dude is there any has there ever been a nerdier name for a yes, wizard exactly. than zargon he is in the, he's going to be an ai now yeah okay cool i'm looking forward all to right it. i am um, just geeky enough that that trips my trigger well yeah it's something else it's a it's another bonus piece for um your value i mean it's it's value on top right right totally um okay Sarah, would you like to go next? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sword and sorcery. I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any recommendations you guys have for me as a newbie, I would love that. I mean, I'll, like, what was the first, what was the name of this, this um, movie you said from 2010? Black Death. Black, Black Death. Death. Yes. Thank it's you. I need to hear good. things a couple of times. Yeah. 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 And and I would probably put out there that sword and sorcery movies, especially like the ones that are explicitly sword and sorcery have not aged well. Um, and their covers <laughs> yeah. are more exciting than the films. Like if you look at the cover for something like death stalker, it's a Boris mm -hmm. Vallejo cover. Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks really exciting. And then you see the movie and you're like, Ugh, this is kind like, of what are, what are the top like sword and sorcery films that like I would know. Conan like the Barbarian's your, your okay. Top. Okay. Absolutely. What about them? Um, well, would you would you consider Excalibur? Yeah, I think that could fill. I mean, certainly it's in that Milu or or whatever you want to say. Yeah. 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 So I what I am doing right now is I'm actually reading the Robert E. Howard paperback. So I guess oh, I am. I love it. I am diving into sword and sorcery a bit there. Um, yeah. But wow, Robert E. Howard, man, he was just what a writer. What a yeah. I mean, just the we lost him too soon. It's tragic, but yeah. what he, what he did give us in his short time is just profound. When I'm yeah. reading this, it's just, I can see how this created this, this entire like movement and culture because it, it's, it, it just transports you into another world, which I think most of us want to be in another world right now. Um, yeah. So I say, I think my time, <laughs> my timing's very fitting to be reading the <laughs> Robert E. Howard paperbacks. Uh, that's I mean, I envy that. I would love to go back and read those for the first time. There's so many yeah. scenes that are just it's the tower of the elephant. That yeah. one was like, that was, in, that was incredible. That story really stuck with me, but um, yeah. I can't, I can't remember the name of, of the story in particular, but when he goes into the cave and the skeleton, like the skeleton King attacks him, oh, yeah. do you know what the, that, yeah, that so, was? So you've got the old, you've got the actual paperbacks, right? Yes. But here's the tragic thing. The mm. pages are falling out as I'm reading them. And I'm like, okay, do I continue to read them? And each page is going to fall out. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is, this is I, but they're very rare to find. Like, yeah. You can't, they're expensive too. I love yeah. the fact that you brought that up because that was going to be a question I had of you. So you've already answered that question of whether or not you've done any reading of sword and sorcery stuff outside of comic books or, you know, yeah. like that, so. well, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was important. I started wanting to read it, not, not because we, I had formed a relationship with Conan international properties and I know, mm -hmm. um, you know, their team and I think they're great guys and the way that they're carrying on the Conan legacy is just, it's incredible. Yeah, they're, they're great. Fred J and Steve. 
Oh my, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a small world. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. really great. Um, but my grandpa never read them. And that was, I know one of the questions as well. Mm. Um, and, and he, he, I know he read some Edgar Rice Burroughs, um, uh, material when he was a young boy, mostly just like Tarzan with comics. Um, but, but he never read the Conan paperbacks. And I always found that really interesting that, you know, he, he, he generated this iconic image, but he never read the stories. So it's almost like, it's like magic in a sense that he didn't, oh, I mean, yeah. cause, cause once you're reading it, it's like, okay, this, this appears in your head and you would, you would, to me, at least you'd think that that's what Conan would look like. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he said he just skimmed them briefly and, and mostly his friend Roy Crinkle would tell him what he needed to know because Roy, Roy Crinkle was very um, well read and, and into many genres and he knew yeah. his stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that's how the magic happened. I mean, obviously uh, Frank Rosetta is a, he was a masterful painter. There's no question about that, but the idea that he sort of had a very base knowledge of what was happening in the stories. And then he brought his own effects to it. Like mm -hmm. he, Frank Frazetta created the aesthetic of sword and sorcery as we know it. And I don't, I don't think there's any way around that. Um, you know, there's all these imitators and things like that, but the fact that he, he took those, you know, those loose ideas and captured what he did. I mean, Conan would not be Conan without those covers. And I think everyone will probably agree with you on that. Um, it and, makes me wonder, it makes me wonder that if, yeah. if your grandfather had painted Conan in a different way, you know, he was bare chested and usually as, uh, we like to call it the fur diaper, um, <laughs> um, if Conan would be perceived differently, if he painted him the same way, the same style, but in a different outfit, how our perception, I just love the fact that, as you said, he didn't really read many of the books that he made illustrations for or stories and he set the tone for all of these so many of these characters especially mm -hmm. conan just one change we would have a totally different idea of what conan or somebody else that we uh, is an iconic figure in sword and sorcery that your grandfather painted it's just so cool it, it is. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's also it, it is interesting to think about like he was he was such an enigma and and he really wasn't himself. He wasn't he wasn't a huge Star Wars fan. He wasn't a huge sword and sorcery fan. Um, and and a lot of people question that they say, what was he into this? Like, was he into that culture? And no, he, he wasn't. And but but at the same time, yes, he was because he created it. Mm -hmm. And and that's where it's it's such a a strange thing to kind of wrap your head around when you think about, you know, this was the, like he, like he always said, these were, these images were in him. They just came through him. He was like mm -hmm. the vessel and, and yet he wasn't reading about these things. So it wasn't like sparking his imagination and from, from what others had said. So it was just like, and he, he had said himself in a couple of interviews, he's like, I think I'm just a vessel and it's just coming out of me. But, but really with, with I, what I think really resonates with people with Frazetta's art is the way that it's, it, it was like, it was cool. You know, it's like, mm. it's, it's like, it's, it's savage. It's gorgeous. It's, it's 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 masculine and and also there's feminine fem, feminine parts in it so there's like this balance of of these like universal laws and what he really what my grandfather was really passionate about he was passionate about like you know mostly nature like how how can the human body work like how is mm -hmm. it how does it generate power like what what are these like you know these 
these trees around me, these, these, these mushrooms, like he, he envisioned this world that he wished he could live in. Like, what's the perfect woman? I'm going to create it. So mm. it was, it was really, I think like we, we all gravitate towards Frazetta because just of the man he was. And that's what he translated onto that canvas and put into 2d. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's the thing too, is it like, it is just, it is, very masculine, but you've even got, he somehow manages to integrate the masculine and the feminine in such a way where I don't know, like the ladies are badasses too, right? It's not, yes. it's not like you will have, you'll have some of the paintings where there's some damsels, but for every one of those, you've got one that is showing strength, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, 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 and there were some men that were damsels as well. If you, yeah. if you really look at, and you know, it's funny because I don't, we don't really get a lot of criticism from, from that angle of mm. uh, like politics. Um, not many people criticize Frazetta's art for being, um, you know, uh, sexist. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a really appreciated by both. And, you know, just as, as long as I've been doing this business since, you know, online, we can gauge it because of numbers, but we yeah. have been having a growing female audience. And what I've seen, the consensus is women are empowered by it. They're like, yeah. yes, like this is, that's, that's my body. They, they really relate to it. And, and men do too. And again, back to that point, it's like, you can look at the bodies there's, there are as few clothes on the men as the women right. and the, the, the butts are the same on the men and the women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot and, of butt cheeks, the, <laughs> a lot of butt cheeks, but that was that he really appreciated just the human form. It wasn't. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's why it stands the test of time. It wasn't done in like vulgarity mm-hmm. or to be, um, you know, just uh, dis- distasteful. He was doing it from a form of appreciation of like what the human body is. He really appreciated yeah just everything this earth has to offer. He was a very like, spiritual person. He didn't think he was, but he, he was. <laughs> uh, I hate to, uh, you know, jump course here a little bit because we still haven't gotten to Matt's bazaar. Eh, it doesn't even matter. But yeah, it oh, kind Matt, of... I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. No, because oh. we're touching on, uh, we're already organically digging into some of these questions. So it's and that's perfect. The, that's the beauty of a great interview is that you just take <laughs> off and go, but Matt. <laughs> and I, yeah, we I don't hear want... you, Matt. Yeah, I don't want to steal anything from Matt, but you're touching on something that Matt wanted to ask. And Matt, I don't know if you have the your uh, questions out there, but it's the second one. Um, the, about um, the tough conversation with people. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, Sarah kind of answered it already. Was that like I'm wondering just because I mean, obviously, and we're not going to get into the the weeds of this, but there's uh, the world's in an interesting spot, right? Everyone's um, shifting on things and as you say, politics are coming into it. So I guess I was just curious of uh, the sort of reaction on that because sword and sorcery art in some circles has a, from what I've heard, people are like, oh, well, that would be a tough sell for a modern book, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In certain circles. But I don't know, that's upsetting because even I want to, I just wanted to mention too, where Dean is saying that like, had Frazetta painted um, Conan, without the fur diaper or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have made any sense anyways, because as you say, he was so focused on the human body and the movement and the muscle. And he never would have painted him with clothes on, I don't think. That's just not the spirit of it. Um, yeah. No, but so I, I guess I just, yeah, I was curious to see 
if you've ever had any weird conversations like that, you know, you don't have to call anybody out, but has anyone been like, how do you support this in this day and age? And, you know, it's, I'm, I think, I think too many people are, are listening to other people. And I think yeah. we have to go back to like, what do, what do we feel and not be afraid to say it. And mm. one, one thing I will say with Frazetta is I'm going to keep my integrity with what my grandfather wanted and not let, the general public sway me. I mean, we've, we've, we've had, we've had our problems with certain, certain, you know, just merchandising and people's opinions on it. And, and it's like, mm -hmm. of course that used to affect me. I mean, I think, I think anyone in any business and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you're in, but when you first go online and you have criticism, it, you know, you really take it to heart. And then after a while you, you, you build up a thicker skin and you're immune to it. And you, and you finally start listening to yourself and saying like, uh, it's, if I mess up, I mess up, like get back up and keep going again. But I think the, 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 the most important thing is to keep integrity with, with what my grandfather was trying to convey what message he had. Mm -hmm. And that message wasn't a very deep message. Again, it was a very, but it wasn't, it wasn't deep on like a, um, um, societal like political level it was a message though that was i i think deep intrinsically into like humans and you know why we're here and like the, like a, a bigger meaning it was just his again being in touch with like just beauty and the magic of like the like of what what we're seeing and how his palettes and the, you know mm. he he, uh, he really expressed himself with colors with his palettes and yeah. i think you know many frazetta fans can see that and feel that that's why you can you can get lost in his painting and your eye travels from one thing to the next and you know even even me i look at his art every single day and there's still elements that i find that show little pieces of his personality and what he was trying to convey which again was mostly the beauty of life, the beauty of human bodies and, and the, the beauty of power and, and, and the force of nature. I mean, it's a lot mm. of fighting beasts and, and it shows that nature is, is not nice and you have to have power and you have to fight. So I think, again, it's not, it's, it's not an entirely deep message, but it's a very powerful message. And that's what we will keep always with the Frazetta art and with his legacy. Yeah, it's almost it's almost uh, stripped down uh, thematically and literally, you know. Right. Got exactly. Those, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Um, well, that's I mean, that's good, too. But I think and I, I'll say this without being all like fanboy about it, but I've been following the Frazetta girls, uh, what you guys have been doing for several years. I remember when you first launched and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I can get Frazetta T-shirts is amazing. So uh, but since that time, I've I have been. Um, quite impressed with the sort of grace and integrity that, you know, you've employed to, to preserve this legacy. Um, and you. I think it's, well, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it's, you know, that's, that's a tough thing. And I'm sure there's a lot of weight there and it's the fact that he's your granddad, right? That's, that brings another element too, but anyways, you're killing it. So that's, that's all I'm saying. Oh, Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And, I, and I love the products too. Like I, Listen, I couldn't, I couldn't get any Frazetta stuff when I first started really getting into this. And mm -hmm. then like the sort of partners, your merchandising, uh, your merchandising partners, and then the ones you were doing yourselves, it's like, it almost gives me too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to overwhelm you, but what we're getting ready to roll out is like, I finally feel we're getting to the place that I've been waiting that we would, you know, this, it's like a launching. And, mm. and I always said, I'm like, I'm like, once 2020 comes, this is, this is, this is going to change the game. We're, we're getting focused. We're, you know, we, we've, I don't want to go too far into it, but we've, 
yeah, there's there's been some pretty big hurdles like legally, family. It's, it's yeah. it hasn't been it hasn't been easy. But I will say that most of the fans, like you you guys, like my Frazetta fans, Frazetta girls fans, have been so supportive and have held me up <laughs> through that. I really haven't had any um, negativity um, overall from from the fans. So I can't. I mean, you guys have been you guys are why the torch is is uh, flaming and going. Yeah, I really like what you've been doing with kind of a almost a small lesson of sorts of, you know, look at this image and let's talk a little bit about it, you know, and just as you explained, you know, some of the messages that you're finding in it and then showing the details and stuff like that. It's really well done social interaction on an online basis. I, I love it. It's really great and well done. Thank you. One one thing I want people to find, I was thinking about this the other night try to look at all of his art and find there's so many mushrooms <laughs> in his art now and now yeah. i will say this he didn't do he didn't do like <laughs> psychedelics or anything um so there was again there wasn't like this like other meaning in it right but um but he had this like like crazy appreciation for fungi mm. and you know more i learn about fungi and how important it is to the world and what we can learn from medicine and i mean treatments with with mushrooms it's actually incredible and i'm like oh my god maybe again grandpa was that vessel like like showing the world the importance of mushrooms so that's going to be a post soon we're going to have to like i spy the mushrooms and frazetta art (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's a little bit of a sexual meaning in it too but we're gonna you know there there could be there could be a little (laughs) bit of a yeah okay there were, there were some that there were some that were sexual for well, sure. Well, listen, yeah, that's I mean that that goes back to what you say, human nature and all these things, right? So that Exa- re- reproduction, we, yeah. you know, we can't be we can't be ashamed of that or we wouldn't be here right now. So that's yeah. it, it is what it is. But it's it is great that you are because you're not just hawking the wares, you are creating a you know, you, you're teaching people about things, right? You're revealing things that they may not know or providing new perspectives and really that's uh that's not something you always see with um businesses right so kudos I, to i that. think i think that's really important i think we all need to just i mean instead of like blatantly like pushing products it's like you know educate people and you it's like a give and take like uh, if i'm giving out something then it comes back it's a very simple like law of attraction thing that i believe yeah. in and and it's like with you guys like when i'm when i'm online and i'm 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 learning with you. So all of these discoveries are new discoveries to me too. So it's so much fun. Like, look, 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 let's discuss this, have an open conversation. And I think what's really cool about the internet now is that we're finding like a lot of um, potential influences of Frazetta and mm. finding reference photos because he, he did make up this, this myth that he was um, he never used reference photos. Yeah. And, and I felt like it was really important to, to tell the world that that was not true because number one, my grandfather, when he when he was saying these things, he actually he, he did have dementia and mm-hmm. he had some um, historians or Frazetta experts. I don't know what they want to call themselves now, but they were basically like feeding it down his throat. Like, this is what you do. Tell them yeah. that you've never had references. So he he kind of got brainwashed and, and got high on his own supply. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think it's important um, for artists to know that it is okay to use references Frazetta used references. Um, and, and, you know, uh, if, if we, if we know the truth about something, it's way more impactful than, than a lie. And as a lie, it never really feels right. No one can really ever understand that, but the truth always prevails. And 
yeah. that's what I plan to do. And, and, and that's a disservice. Getting, Sorry, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was just saying, and you're getting uh, the product out to an entirely new generation of people mm. who yeah. probably have never, like yourself, had probably not read sword and sorcery stuff before. But they, uh, if I re- recall, you're doing artwork on skateboards. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you know, how many skateboard punks out there have read a Conan book or, you know, anything like that? Right. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not judging anybody who rides skateboard. Right. I, skateboard punks. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those. They li- no, they like, they like that though. They like being called punks. They know right. it. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was our, our first collaboration with that was primitive skate. They came to us and mm-hmm. that was back in 2014. And I was like, Oh my God. And that, you know, we did an interview and I said, of course, it just, just to your point, these, these, this, this population probably does not have a, a knowledge of who Frazetta is sword and sorcery, put it on the skateboards. They're going to start questioning what's this art. This is incredible. And then realize that this art is what forged uh, pop culture as we know it today. I don't know. If you saw many of them, but in the Midwest where I'm from, the Frazetta bands. Oh, the that was the pinnacle of what a dude would want to own at some point. I'm serious. Oh, and the vans, the vans were everything. Like huh. my grandpa saw a van in California when he was out shooting fire and ice. And um, my mom told me the story recently and he saw the Conan snow giants on the side and he just, mm-hmm. he loved it. He couldn't believe it. He's like, they're painting my art on vans. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. He didn't get out much. He was in Pennsylvania, but when he yeah. got out, he couldn't believe it. And the fact that it was done so well, I mean, and yeah. painted so well by basically airbrush artists. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, that was, that's always been my question about those is like, it has to be someone cause it's not a print. It's not a decal. No. It's someone no. airbrushing uh, or painting on the sides of these things. I have like, painted a, cars before you'd use an airbrush. I mean, yeah. you might yeah. use some lines with some uh, small brush or something, but no, this is done with an airbrush and then clear coated. And it was amazing stuff. And I mean, that was much like your idea with the skateboards. Somebody might see that van and they're like, wow what that's really great who is that what is that and then yeah. you start up a conversation and somebody eventually cracks a book and voila you've got a new well you know H- huff did a really good job we collaborated with huff back in 20 uh in 19 and they put they put skateboards out a whole um apparel line but they actually had a, a, a old van an old chevy van and they had it all done up with death dealer too and it said huff frazetta coming soon and they were driving it all around LA and I'm like, well, that's really, that's great marketing guys. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm just sort of, I'm like, how much will that cost? <laughs> can I, yeah. can I get that done? Like, but it must yeah. be astronomical. I mean, you I mean, can't if you have a, an artist it. friend, well, yeah, if yeah. you have a good artist friend, but if, <laughs> I mean, I, the artists out there are incredible the way that they can yeah. replicate the art. I mean, I've seen, I've seen beautiful murals too. There's a couple in Brazil there's some in Canada, Toronto, and they just put these giant murals of Frazetta art everywhere. And actually, one of the questions you guys had was the Austin um, Conan's Pizza in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I just connected with the owner because um, he posted a video in one of the Frazetta groups. And he just has he has a Death Dealer 3. And mm. oh, God, I forgot the other image. Was uh, the uh, Egyptian uh, queen? queen? That's OK. Thank you. And yeah. something else on the front of the building. On the front of the building, and and the whole place is like adorned with Frazetta art everywhere. I mean, I this know. is like 
talk about a tribute. <laughs> yeah, I went there so uh, two years ago for Howard Days, and I had the Savage Conan or the Savage Pizza, which is basically a meat lover's pizza with spices and everything. <laughs> of course, and, yeah. and, Savage. You know, yeah, there Savage. is one. There is one room that has kind of a, uh, I'll call it a nautical look to it, but then there's this back half that is just. Oh, my dogs are barking. Sorry about that. Oh, mine might do that any minute. It's okay. (laughs) A total tribute to Frank Frazetta paintings, and it's everywhere. I mean, there's hardly an inch of the wall that does not have some of his artwork on it. And you're sitting in there. It's so cool. But the pizzas are not like, you know, there's nothing that says anything that is proprietary. Yeah. Get them into trouble. Skipping those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I, he, the owner didn't seem like worried when, when I reached out to him, he was just like, this is a big tribute. I'm like, don't, yeah, of course. Like we, yeah. we know. Um, but he actually, he said he has a um, location in Russia too, with art everywhere with Rosetta art. I was like, really? I'm like, this, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That, Russia? Texas and Russia. <laughs> hmm. Fire and ice. They go. Yeah. Hand in Fire? Hand. Yeah, there you go. Fire and ice. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever you know. go to Austin? Go to Conan's pizza. It's really good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some, sometime, sometime we I'll bet. visit Texas. Yeah. Austin's We're, a fun place. Yeah. So yeah. Austin yeah. seems like the part of Texas I would like to, I would most like to visit. So it yeah, seems yeah. very art driven. It's a little packed now. It's, it's, yeah. cr- it's a little, yeah, it's a little crowded. Yeah. As, as I'm in Florida, it's a little crowded here too. Every, every person is moving here. I'm like, stop. stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Canada. Population density is well spread out. Oh, so. you're lucky in Canada. Well, it's, it's fun. It's good. You know, I mean, I'm coming to hide with you now that I know. Come here sure. <laughs> Come visit anytime. I'll put you up in the house of cats and dogs. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, that uh, made me think. Um, I saw recently, I think it was Frank Cho had done a painting and there was a weird little people were saying it was anyways, you said something about the idea that influence and tributes and the difference between those, uh, as opposed to ripping off. Cause I have seen countless, uh, Frazetta tribute covers, right? Like from the Hulk and all kinds of places. Well, it's like, that's comic culture. And I mean, right. I, I, I'm a newbie in comic culture and just, you know, but I, but as, as I'm immersing myself into the, that's just part of the comic. So to get petty yeah. with that is, is blew my mind a little bit, but, but I, yeah, I wanted to make everyone aware that the estate is divided and that is not um, my image that I have control over. And, yeah. and it's, it was an unfortunate thing. I'm, I'm glad they resolved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess they settled with some advertising for like an exchange, but yeah, yeah. that's all, okay. that's all I'll say about that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We won't, we won't get it, <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate you, uh, sort of putting your foot forward a little on that because I think that is important. It really yeah. is. I, I don't see that as, uh, robbing or taking away. If anything, it's celebratory and it's, it, it enhances the brand ultimately, I think. Well, Frank is such a huge fan of Frank. I mean, and, and we've, we've, we, we hadn't actually met prior to that happening, mm. but when that happened, we actually, we, we bonded and we were sending text messages and, you know, gifts back and forth to each other laughing. So it was actually like a nice thing that we, it, it was a, a bad thing that created a, a good thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he, he didn't, he's a really cool guy. He didn't think much of it. Um, yeah. He just, 
continues on with his life. And then he, he, I idolize the way he out, has an outlook on life. He just is very positive and just on to the next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's really important. And I don't think, I mean, I always say this is like, we're plagiarizing from nature. So if we're really <laughs> going to get super, super petty about, you know, who swipes this, who swipes that. And, and even for Zeta swiped, I mean, yeah. we can go back to his signature and this was kind of a newfound thing. Um, he he uh, was influenced from Edgar Rice Burroughs and Hal Foster. If you look at Hal Foster's signature, and then you look at um, some of the Burroughs pant. I, I think they were the portfolios. You can see the influence on where he he stylized his Frazetta signature, which is mm. interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that before. That is interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I actually think I want to move into just some of these questions I really don't want to miss. Right. Um, How about she <laughs> yeah, kind of led ahead, into it right here um, yeah. with, you know, imitators and and you know, people doing tributes and stuff. Uh, this is actually Matt's question, but I'll ask it. Um, yeah, I'm very curious about this. Who is your favorite Frazetta imitator? You know, there's been so much backlash on Mike Hoffman, but I actually do like Mike Hoffman's oh, yeah. artwork. And I, I don't, he was like kicked out of all the Frazetta groups for- I saw that. Speak. It was, and I, I actually- um, had one of our mutual friends tell him to come to my group, the life and art of Frank Frazetta. I'm like, Mike, you're welcome in our group. I'm like, no, mm. I don't understand why you were attacked. And I, I know he had some strong opinions about his art versus Frazetta art, but you know, my point of view is that it's his opinion. Like why, so what? Like that he can, he can think highly of his art. That's good. People should have confidence for what they do. And if you spoke to Frank Frazetta, he had tons of confidence in what he did. Mm -hmm. And he said he was the best and he would never pay anyone else a compliment. So, I mean, I, I, so I really, I, I do, I do like Mike Hoffman's artwork a lot and he was definitely like a Frazetta imitator. Um, and I really like San Julian. Is that how you say his name? San Julian. Okay. Good question. Okay. I say San Julian, but that sounds, that sounds right well, to me. I think it's, I think he's, he's Spanish. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 And I, fantastic. It's, it's beautiful. I love the way that he has his composition, how he outlined yeah. his composition and he has like the, the monsters in the back and it's just this very like dreamlike movie poster, mm -hmm. creepy. Like I, I, I really love his work. I, his, most, mostly with his work, it's his monsters that really get me. Like, I think he did, I think he, you know, he, he had some scarier monsters than Frazetta had and that's, yeah, he did a really Saying cool a piece um, for the Conan RPG. Um, it was going to be the the core book cover, but it's it's in the core book, um, and it has a really cool serpent sort of framing the side of it. Anyways, mm. you can, yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but check that out. It's he's he did some cool work for that. Yeah, he really inspires me personally with my artwork, just with like with again with his compositions. Like I just love that that flow that he has and, mm. and his, and his colors, they're very eerie dreamlike. Um, they just kind of transport you into, um, like, I think kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. There is a horrific element for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, that's probably a good segue. Cause I want to ask you about, um, I thought this was super cool that you decided at a certain point that you were going to start developing your art skills, which was several years back. And I think yeah. I even remember this because I was, you know, I'm in all these groups as well on Facebook. Um, and you basically decided I'm going to start and I'm going to show it to everybody so they can see how I develop. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, it's, 
but you know what? It was, it was so, I was putting myself out there. Thank you for noticing that. And thank you for following me. Like that, that means a lot. Yeah. Um, my pleasure. But I think I just wanted to be completely vulnerable and there's been, you know, I guess this is, this is not from outsiders. It's more from, from family and family is, is very stuck in their ways of saying like, there's only one artist in the family and it's mm. Rosetta don't compete. Like, you know, and then there's just been this, this complex issue because my grandfather was such a, 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 a I mean, one of the most famous artists, mm. but I'm like, this is for Zeta. Bill Sienkiewicz said this very poetically. He said, for Zeta, doesn't just mean Tarzan and Pellucidor. Frazetta means art. So, you know, my his advice to me was find yourself through the art and then put your message out there just like your grandfather did. Mm. Um, but but so far, what you know, I've, I've, been, I've done a lot of homages to him and I've done a lot of copies of him because I'm learning from him. I'm trying to just develop my skills. I'm not trying to be Frank Frazetta, what that would be insane and <laughs> i like to say i'm a, a somewhat of a sane person um but but i was making what what it, what kept me going with even doing like for zeta tributes was it was making fans happy and a lot of the fans that i was selling my artwork to couldn't afford a Frazetta. so yeah. i said here here's a really low price sarah Frazetta, and it's part of <laughs> the bloodline so so it was special to them and that's really what mm -hmm. kept me going too is because i'm making I'm making some people happy. I mean, as I, I, I've been giving my art away for free for a long time, just because it's, it's just the point of making someone else feel good and have something that they can cherish. But, but yeah, once, once I started getting into the comic covers and that started pushing me a little bit further, like, you know, put more pressure on me. Like I need to, I need to develop my skills a little bit quicker and mm. not embarrass myself too. So there's a, <laughs> there's a delicate balance. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's looking great. And I mean, it really is kind of a treat to see someone develop from point A to point B, right? Um, the piece you did with Clayton Crane uh, was awesome. I mean, oh, you got to love that. Clayton made me look good. Clayton made <laughs> me look good. <laughs> Clayton, I, I sat with Clayton at CGC recently and um, a comic shop, and we I just was watching him put his work in. And, you know, he, he said to me, he goes, I don't believe in talent. I believe in hard work. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because it's, it's like what my grandfather did too. Uh, many people don't know this, but my grandfather didn't start painting um, until he was 30. I mean, he did some, he did some um, uh, reproductions of other artists work as he was growing up and painted a little bit, uh, did some watercolors, but he didn't get serious into oil painting until he was 31 years old. Um, yeah, I didn't but, know that. That's interesting. Yeah, but before it was, you know, he, he was three years old, three years old to the time he was, 14 was his first professional work job he was drawing every single day all day you have to remember the time it was he was born in 1928 so they didn't they didn't have any distractions they didn't have the phones they didn't have you know yeah, endless yeah. tv options so there wasn't much to do besides really put your mind to something and 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 when when you just say when when someone will just say it's like a magical gift that just came out of him yes of course there was foundation talent there but the, the, his his effort and what he put into it was what got him to where he was when he passed away at a level of being like an icon um mm -hmm. he he just and he was the same way with athletics he just he wanted to be the best at whatever he did. He wanted to be the best and he put in the work to do that. Yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he going to be a baseball player or he, he had options. Didn't he have people scouting him or something at one point? The New York giants, they were scouting him, but he was already 
I think he was like 20 years old at the time. So yeah. he was getting a little bit um, aged for the, for the scouting process yeah. at, at the time. And he really didn't want to do that because they, they had like farm teams and then you'd go to the minor leagues and some people would stay in the minor leagues, like two to three years. Some would stay for 10 years. You had to move. You'd have to go down to like, I think, I think he had to go down to Texas. That was part of the deal. And he was a Brooklyn boy. He didn't want to move. He, he didn't leave Brooklyn until he was 42. So uh -huh. that was his home and he didn't, he didn't travel. He never traveled the world. He didn't really travel to other States. So that was a huge commitment for him. And the money wasn't there. I mean, he, what, what Frazetta wanted was he wanted, he came from a very poor family. His dad was a jeweler. His mom was a stay at home mother. They were first generation uh, Sicilian Americans. So they, they came from nothing. And he always had motivation to be like the, the, the top in his family to be the breadwinner and show everyone that, you know, all dreams are achievable and at that time, he just didn't see baseball as as making that happen. And he saw and from what from what his colleagues were telling him, he, he knew that he could have a chance at making a lot of money in art. Well, he knocked it out of the park anyways. Yes. Sorry, yes. You, you can groan at that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself. Oh, sometimes. analogy there. Yeah, that was sorry. good. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, um, you had something there. Well, I, it was actually just a little bit of history. And only um, I was just curious because of the... Uh, did your grandfather ever serve in the military? Because he was old enough for, I think, the Korean War, and maybe still. I, I was just curious. I didn't find yeah. research-wise. You know, I've heard conflicting stories in the family. I don't mm -hmm. know what the absolute truth is. Um, I think he got into a little bit of trouble and oh. that is, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's other sides of Frazetta. Um, but yeah, he, he got into a little bit of trouble and I, I think something happened where I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the, the details and I want to be correct with what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I'll say about that. Oh, that's fine. I he he didn't, he didn't serve. Yeah. Didn't, no, yeah. no. Dean, he didn't that serve. wasn't he, one of our questions. No, it's well, a, it no, it's a good, it's a good question. Yeah. No, it's a good question, and it's something that I'll look into because I want to know that answer too, like what actually happened. Mm -hmm. I, I think curious. fans would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure we don't miss some of these questions uh, that I really don't want to miss. Well, I have one about your products and you know your ideas for products and and. Uh, with Frizzetta Girls, you're doing art prints and you're doing t-shirts and you're doing um, other things that are going on. Um, have you thought about licensing the weapons shown in some of the artwork? Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for that Please perfect. <laughs> it, it is going to happen because that is, actually, that is something that I've been thinking of. And I, I wasn't um, involved with that first licensing agreement. That was the other part of the estate. I don't, I don't know the details of what happened, mm -hmm. but I do know that's something, I mean, I, I, now, and I want to ask you, cause what would you, what would you like to see? Like, would you like to see like high end collectible replicas or something more that you could use in like, a battle scene that's a tough question because i collect a lot of both battle ready and wall hangers if you want to call it that in terms of weaponry i've got an entire room this is my wife's office i've got an entire room that matt has seen that is just covered in weaponry um, and i think i'm gonna need to see a picture of that by the way i will do that <laughs> okay I do okay that. um i would say that the average person is going to want a wall hanger, much like 
a piece of artwork that they can hang on their wall and say, that's the sword from Conan the Destroyer or John Carter of Mars or something mm -hmm. to that effect. But if it comes across as being visibly cheap when you mm -hmm. see it, yeah, that's going to be a problem. The stuff mm -hmm. I have, you would have a hard time determining unless you picked it up and knew what you're looking at. You would have a hard time determining that it's not a battle ready sword and it's a wall hanger or mm -hmm. vice versa. So okay. if you do something, it needs to have enough quality and heft and heft. heft. Yes. That it's not going to, when somebody looks at it, it says, Oh, that looks like it's made out of like, you know, really yeah. cheap steel. You want right, something right. that has some, not that you're going to take it out on the battlefield and use it, but should you chop a watermelon with it, it's not going to break. Right. It needs to work and it needs to be beautiful. So it needs, yes. it, and, and that's, that's, that makes sense. And one of our things that we hold ourselves high on is, is uh, quality over anything. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a high quantity of any of our products, but we do have high quality. Right. And that's just something we are, we exhaust ourselves with. And, and we've, we've made some mistakes in the past, but we, we keep learning and getting better. And that's part of the progress or the, mm -hmm. the process. And it's, and it's fun. Yeah. But um, no, th thank you for that because I, we, we are looking into that. I've had a couple people approach us and we just want to make sure that it's the, the right fit. Yeah, and there's so much detail in some of those photos that it just is like, to me, it would seem like a no-brainer. I know that there's a yeah. lot more to go into that than just saying, oh, let's make some swords. There's just so much detail that could be turned into and you could sell them as exclusive Frank Frazetta inspired weapons. And yeah, yeah and oh, I sure. first in line. I mean, yeah, well, okay, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save the, you one. <laughs> the seal of authenticity is important to me. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure I could buy something that's a knockoff. I just don't want it. Um, that, yeah. that piece matters. Like if you look at something like for Conan the Barbarian, Mardo and Windless, um, they've both done swords for that. They're not battle ready, but the, you know, they're as Dean says, wall hangers, but they feel good. They've got the heft. Mm -hmm. They're pleasant to look at. And then the price point is fairly reasonable, right? Something like an Albion for a Conan oh. movie sword. I mean, that's like a couple thousand dollars and it is battle ready, but that's not a battle ready blade. It's a weird design. Like also who's right. battling? You know, you're not really, I mean, I guess you're doing some reenactments and stuff. Dean, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, now you always have to be prepared. You never know. That's right. right. You never know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I would like to see though. Uh, the helmet from the destroyer, the uh, I think it's the redo destroyer painting where the, it comes up the dome and it's got that little piece on the top and then the horns on the side. I want that helmet. Yeah, yeah. And then with, with the Conan art, we'd have to work with Conan properties, which is yeah. totally fine because I love them. They're any, so easy to work with. Any opportunity to work with them. I'm like, oh, well, let's yeah, make they're, it. They're, they're, great they're very, oh, yeah. And they, and they love the fans and they want to mm -hmm. make everyone happy. So that's, that's wonderful. But no, I'll, I'll definitely talk to Fred and Jay about the Conan um, <laughs> art of the armor because that would be, Frazetta Conan armor. I mean, that, oh, wow. Dream yeah. come true. <laughs> I would be, I'd be right there. And I first in line, I would fight people with the weaponry I have right now. Yeah. yeah. Authentic fur diapers, people. Authentic. Ooh, ooh, fur diapers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Whole new, whole new cosplay coming to Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, thank you, Sarah, for saying that. I go to a lot of conventions and stuff like that. And at least the ones that I go to, 
I don't really see a lot of people cosplaying Conan. Well, I'll you know why that is. Of other people, but you just don't see Conan as cosplay. Do you know how hard it is to get in Conan shape? Exactly. I was say, it's it's our yeah. It's <laughs> even the but we best need, of we them. need we need more people to get in Conan shape, and we need to get the the replica weapons out. Like we need to just get back to. I don't know. Everyone needs to toughen up. I can play both. to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I was a few years younger, I swear I could do it. No longer. You're, you're young, Matt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm 39. I get oh, ID'd. Oh, jeez. That's it. But I'm telling you, my elbows suck. I can't. I can't lift anymore. Well, I'm an old lady inside too. I'm 32, <laughs> but I mean, my back. I'm like, oh, great. I can do the, like back surgery. No, I'm not getting back surgery. That's, <laughs> That's, I always hear that's a disaster. So, but yeah. I am getting physical physical therapy, and that's like now now my age is starting to sink in. I'm like now I have to start physical therapy. Yeah, you isn't know, that something? I, the 30s uh, hit, and it just uh. everything we do stupid in our 20s catches up, and then 30, and it's like boom, here you go. All yeah. all the P90X workouts you thought you were doing so great, Sarah. There, here you go. Here's your herniated discs. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they hurt. Oh, they hurt now. It's not the oh. same. No. Well, the worst is not to digress, but you know, the worst is like when you get the tingling in the hands and you yeah. start feeling like creepy and you're yeah. like, is something like in me? And then you're like, oh no, it's just compressing my nerves. Great. Yeah. I've That's got scary. The, carpal, the carpal tunnel. You got tingles. it too? Oh yeah, I do. All right. And we, I'm sure on bad days, let's message each other. We'll be like, I'm here for you. Stay strong. I love it. Cause trust me, it's been a, it's a new thing I'm, I'm dealing with and it's I'm loving this. You guys are talking like you're falling <laughs> apart and I know I'm older than both of you, but I feel good. Yeah. How old are you? I am 55 years old. You look great. Your skin's better than mine. What do you do? What, what are your, what are your yeah, secrets? Dean's a, he's like a weird, he's got that German, uh, yeah. I mean, I've got the German oh. blood too, but you got it in such a way that, uh, you know, it's preserving Germans. you like a, the yeah. German skin. I was going to say that to both of you, that you both had great skin, but I was like, I don't want to be weird, but I'm, now, now I'm going to be weird. And I'm going to tell you both, you have beautiful skin. And and oh, well, my, my, my boyfriend of 12 years is full, full blooded German and he has beautiful skin. And I go, I go, I have this like Italian, like greasy skin. And I said, and, and I'm going to have like the, the, the sagging face. Eventually I said, are you going to want to be with me with those great German jeans? Like what's going to happen? <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, Listen, really the, the, oh. the greasy skin is good. It's what helps actually preserve. I swear oh, I had, I had geez. acne as a teen and now it's like, um, it's Glistening. serving me well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah glistening glistening that's a better yeah. way to look at it well, should we go back on target <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we could talk about carpal tunnel and german skin i mean what are we come on I, yeah i mean have <laughs> <laughs> you had an interview like this before sarah <laughs> uh yeah i, I usually uh, I'll, tr I'll try to make it weird but you guys are just going there with me oh, thank listen. you i appreciate it <laughs> yeah we love making it weird we do oh. we do this is weird <laughs> fiction some of it after all so yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's not weird. You know what? It is? It's real. We're being real. You That's know, right. we all have the we all have the problems, and sometimes yeah. it's nice to release it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I got the book as a gift. It's the um, in uh, it's the enchanted exhibit of the history of fantasy illustrations from Norman Rockwell Museum. And yeah. you wrote the forward. Did you get to go to the exhibit? I did. I went in um, that I went to the opening night and oh, wow. it was 
it was incredible because I, I have never seen those three pieces on exhibit before. And I've, and it, first of it, first of all, going to the Norman Rockwell museum was incredible because I've never seen an original Norman Rockwell before. Mm. And just to see all of his works, they're just, they're incredible. And, and I just found it such like, it was such like a magical experience because my grandfather, as I said earlier, really never complimented other artists, but he did compliment Rockwell number of times. And he'd pull his book and say, now this is an American artist. This is a great artist. Mm. Um, so it was, it was this a really beautiful moment to be in the Norman Rockwell Museum with Frazetta Art in the Norman Rockwell Museum. And, what, and to think like what he would have thought of that, it would have been such a milestone for him. Um, but it was really Jesse, Jesse Kowalski. He, I mean, he made it happen and, and he really pushed them to bring a fantasy exhibit into that museum. And I mean, I, at first I was like, this is, this is strange, you know, it's Norman Rockwell and fantasy. It doesn't, it doesn't go, but it was, it was so well suited in the middle of everything where it was like, again, like this, this just very, very special in a sense of like all art is blending together and like a respect of like, this is, all art is can be fine art, and that was like that a very a very meaningful moment I think, and to to have a fantasy exhibit in a in a, a fine art exhibit, a museum rather. Mm -hmm. uh, one other thing, and I'm going to be conscious of our time here too, because I know you get to bounce at a certain point, but I got to ask you about this. Um, so there's a Robert E. Howard art chronology currently on Kickstarter, and you're mm. a stretch goal. I've, yes. I've been a stretch goal before. How It feels so good to be a stretch goal, right? That is so weird, Matt. <laughs> what? It, it, and then, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, it, uh, Steve reached out to me and he asked if I would, if I would do a piece of art for it. And I was like, of course. And Hold on, which, which uh, Steve are we talking about? Steve from, uh, from, from, from Conan Troll, properties? No, Troll Lord Games, the mm -hmm. Kickstarter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I didn't want to butcher that. I'm like, well, no, no. Right. Um, but yeah, he reached out to me and he asked and I said, sure, I'll, I'll, but I, I, I did a, um, oh God, I don't know if I can talk. I don't know if I can say what I did yet. Cause I don't think they've unvi I don't, they haven't done the reveal yet. Well, no, don't worry Have about they? that. But they, they did. I, I've seen it written on the internets that okay. you are, you are going to be doing a piece involving Conan and here's where I screw up. Baylit, right? Is that how you say that name? I'm, I'm a, I, I work on the Conan. I, I know I I've said Baylit for so long. Um, is it Baylit or is it Baylit? Baylit. That's what I've always Baylit. Yeah, I like to say. I think Belit. it's Baylit. Yeah. I like to say right. Baylit too, and I was told it was Baylit, so I don't know. I, I guess we'll go with two against one. Baylit. <laughs> God, this is confusing now, and I'm never going to get it right now. And I always say the wrong one because that's the way these things work. But that's how, that's how my brain is too, Matt. And if I yeah. say something wrong, it will just go forever. And I'm like, well, it's just going it. to stay It's over. It's just <laughs> going to be the wrong thing eternally. I hear you. It's uh, over. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. it's, it, it was, it was fun. It was challenging. Um, I, I actually did, um, I, I drew three pieces before I turned in my final one because I just kept ripping them apart. I'm like, this isn't good enough. Try again, try again. So I'm at that point with my art now where I don't think everything I do is, decent now i'm like crap crap this is crap so i'm getting more of like a critical eye which yeah. i find that might God. be a healthy that might be a healthy stage <laughs> yes. to be in right as much as it's frustrating it that's awesome it's so frustrating and it's so sometimes i just want to break the pencil in half and say i am not an artist and walk away but i'm like don't give up where's your grit <laughs> yeah yeah grit that's yeah. the other word we need to recycle real and grit i think yes yes <laughs> yeah anyways that's awesome um i i 
Yeah, I, I look forward to that. And it's like a, it's an exclusive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I, oh my God, poor Steve. I turned in a, um, a pencil, a graphite drawing, and it was just a pencil. And he goes, yeah, we needed the ink like we talked about. And I was like, yeah, the ink didn't work out. And then the paper <laughs> I gave you wasn't suited for the ink. So we're going to have to go with the pencil. But now I actually have um, Raymond, who um, inked my comic covers, doing the ink. So it is, it's going to be a little bit of a collaboration piece. But when, when Raymond puts his touches on it, it's going to be phenomenal. I do yeah. need to work on my inking because I want to eventually do my well, own inking and my coloring. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole a, other discipline. Process. Well, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. process and 10 yeah. years I'll be doing it, but you know, for now, for now, let me get, let me learn with my pencil and, and master that first. Yeah. And can you just set the record straight for me? I feel like I saw you did an, uh, an alternate cover for red Sonia. Is that right? Did I see that? Was it, was it this one? Yeah. I have my yeah. mouse on it right now. That's, <laughs> I love yeah. them so much. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, and, and thank you. And that was a homage to grandpa, of course. And, mm. and I like how it turned out. Again, those weren't my inks and it wasn't my color. Sebastian Chang is a, a wonderful artist. And he said he wanted to make her look more like a, um, a Disney princess, Red yeah. Sonia. So for me, that really hit home because I love Disney princesses. Mm. And <laughs> I was like, oh, he's cute. So it was, it's fun. And I, I like to see what the artists take, how, how they interpret my lines. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, the collaborative <laughs> process is fun. I mean, it, and yeah. you, you learn a lot through it anyways, right? So oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Wouldn't that awesome. be crazy if Disney somehow got a hold of Red Sonia and she became a Disney princess? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it Dynamite be... Comics needs to talk to them. That yeah. needs to happen. <laughs> it won't be long, folks. Disney's going to own it all. That's, that is true. The mouse is coming for everyone. That's right. Now, I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm also not a mouse hater because I think they, they, they're entertainment experts, right? So they yep. tend to produce some good things. Hey, you know, and I've heard, I've, gosh, what is the book I'm reading right now? It's, it's on Disney's life and it was the critical view of Disney. And as much as I'm reading through it and, you know, there, there's some negative points of Disney and what he did with business, not paying the artists, but what I, what I, what I, it got out of the book was again, we're going to go back to the word grit. I mean, Mm. he didn't give up and Disney really in his whole life, he never really saw the benefit of like the making his money because he just put everything back in. And I I guess he, he wasn't very good at paying loans either. Um, cause, because he needed the money. He was like shameless with it. He was like, you know what? I need the money. I'm building what I'm building. And I, I think that what he did for, the world. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's entertainment. It's entertainment as we know it today. It's yeah. It does make it makes life better. I like watching my Disney movies and feeling good. And oh, it's you know, pure escapism. It's, there's no you don't. There's yeah. no shame in any of that. There's always a no. dark side to something, and if you let that overwhelm the uh, the good, then yeah, yeah. nobody's exactly. ever going to create anything. Well, no. And, and everything has a shadow side. Like you said, it's like, it's, it's life. It's not, this is, will never be utopia. This is, this is Mm -hmm. life. This is real life guys. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, funny real quick about my grandfather, he actually loved Disney movies, his favorite, and I'm sure you guys know this, but his favorite movie was Fantasia. Um, And then he loved, 
and he loved Pinocchio, Bambi, and Snow White. Those were his other tops. Really? And he just, yeah, he loved the art in it. And he just, he really respected Walt Disney. And mm-hmm. the only reason he didn't go work for him when he got a job offer was because, again, the money was horrible. He's like, I'm not going to work for him and getting paid peanuts. No way. So he he declined that job. And well, that's prob- that's wise. Yeah, that's yeah good, it was. It's a good segue to a question that uh, we have here. Are there any prospects for anything Frazetta related on TV or film or anything like that? That you can talk about. That you can talk about, yes. Everything is in a very beginning stage right now, Um, but there's a lot of um, excitement around the idea, and we have been strategically partnering with the right people to actually make it happen. That's something that my grandparents really wanted to happen since my grandpa created death dealer back in mm. the seventies. Um, and then through the eighties, he made a series of death dealers and, and, you know, he, he went with the comics because he wanted that to develop into something. Um, he, then he went with the books because he was hoping that the books would develop into a live action film. So that's that's something that we've had our um, eyes set on for a, since I started this. Um, I'm sure you guys know that the Fire and Ice was supposed to be made live action. That unfortunately fell through. Yeah, that's um, too bad. But it's not to say that we won't work with Robert again somehow, would, some way. For the record, he's just, I mean, I know I, I don't need to tell you, but uh, I just feel like he's a guy that truly gets it. And anything to do with, with Frazetta or Sword and Sorcery or Conan or whatever the person you know who's who's directing that needs to get it and that dude did gets you, it did you hear quentin tarantino he was on joe yeah, rogan i did see and that he, and, yeah and he said that robert was interested in a conan movie and uh, then i wondered i'm like did fred and jay hear that and i was like it was it, my, my my wheels were turning in my head so I, yeah i think there's going to be a lot that comes in the next decade with yeah with, in relation for frazetta and conan I meant to forward that interview to Fred because I'm like, dude, if he's interested, you know, yeah, I know there's this Netflix thing circling around. I don't know if Rodriguez has been on Netflix yet. It could be a thing. Anyways, <laughs> exciting times, and it, right? It's, and it's a small world. Like they all, yeah. they all know each other and work together somehow. And it's really, it really comes down to like, if who's the real fans? Like if they're, they're yeah. real fans of Frazetta and Conan, they want to do it because it's their passion project. Then it's, then it's the problem of just getting the funding. Yeah. You have to get all the producers behind you. And that's, that's yeah, that's, the, that's whether it makes or breaks. And then it could take 10 years, 20 years or never. So yeah, exactly. We'll get well, something though. We will get something. I know we will. Yep. And, yep. and we'll be there to talk about it on this show. Cause that's what we do. Uh, Sarah, I know we're, we're running short on time. I just want to ask one more thing uh, from uh, my question bank. Uh, Joe. Ma- oh, God, what a name to pronounce. Manganello. Joe Manganello. Manganello. Yeah, he's uh so this guy's like he's like uh the D D like a barbarian. Yeah, he's like <laughs> handsome and jacked and plays uh D with like Vince Vaughn and Tom Morello, and I really want to be invited to their table, but I'm not gonna be. But uh he <laughs> never also say never. Does... <laughs> hey man, after this podcast. Um, <laughs> Come no. on, Joe. Come on, Joe. I know you're listening. Uh, they he does his death saves clothing line, mm-hmm. which I've just recently purchased two items. Um, I'm just interested. Like, h- how did that come about? How do, did he approach you? Were you like, like? Yeah. What? So it was weird. We connected on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he messaged me. And I think, I think, I think he messaged me or I messaged him. I don't remember. One of us messaged him. 
the other one. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I was a huge fan of his because I loved um, True Blood. So I I, oh, yeah. I saw him as Al Seed and the werewolf. And I was like, I was like, look, it's Al Seed. He's he's following us. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, and then he was like, let me call, I need to call you. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> so I was like a little like, you know, starstruck at sure, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, the and, abs, and then. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's beautiful, I mean, and yeah, and, and his wife is beautiful. It's yeah, it's it's a, a beautiful like just existence with those two. Paris so I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so we were talking, and and he told me that he was um he was coming up with this this clothing line, Death Saves, his brand, and it was all around Dungeons and Dragons, and how he'd love to feature Frazetta in his first line because that's like you know the 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 Godfather. And I said, of course. So mm. we worked a deal, and then we did a couple seasons with him, and. I loved his designs. Like, I mean, I, I wear those shirts like regularly around yeah. my, my little conservative, like, you know, artsy community. I'll have <laughs> death saves and my death dealer with the, yeah. <laughs> the spike. And, and, and I get a, like a lot of people like it. A lot of people that I wouldn't expect to say anything. And that's just me judging. I shouldn't judge, but they'll be like, Oh, that's a really cool shirt. What does, what does that mean? Death yeah. saves. And we get into this conversation. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. We, he, we went to his pop-up event out in, um, at when it was uh, during San Diego Comic Con 2019, we went to the pop up, and he just did he just did it in a, such a classy, fun way, mm. and you could see that respect with Frazetta, and it was that was that's like one of my favorite collaborations so far for sure. Yeah, I mean mine as well as a consumer. I uh, I, I love great. that. I got that uh, the the black hoodie, and I'm <laughs> I don't want to wear it out, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> you so want to keep like, it, preserve it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting it in the dryer. I'm just letting it hang. Don't, I have to don't put it, it in the dryer. Yeah. yeah don't, no, don't do that. I've ruined a few. <laughs> that's for fools. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, yeah. I'm not domesticated. I don't even know this. I like root my, my boyfriend's actually the one who has like this huge like clothing collection. And, and he's like, you need to learn how to do laundry. You're ruining all of my collectible <laughs> shirts. He's like, I, he's like, I, I, you're fired. You're done. And I'm like, Oh, Okay. Do it yourself. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, the dryer is the enemy for clothing. Yeah, it's no good. Um, I don't know, Dean. Is there any final questions? Uh, I don't. I think we're. I think we've pretty much satisfied the ones that we've wanted to ask. I think so. Um, I think this has been an awesome experience to you know sit and talk with you and kind of pick your brain about what you're doing and also some history about your grandfather. It's been very enlightening. Aww. Oh, you guys, yeah. thank you so much. And this like to have again, like this like connection, you know, the, well, the, the, in my reality, everyone's reality is different. In my reality, the world's gone mad. So to uh, have yeah. this, like just to escape for a little bit, I just, anytime you want me back, just, just let me know. Oh God, that's, that's awesome. You know? yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want this uh, podcast to endure. And uh, as I say on just about every show, I really, it's all about supporting one another, right? So Sure. We want to keep sword and sorcery and like heroic fantasy um, alive and well. And it's important that, uh, you know, we all share platforms whenever we can. So we will Definitely. totally have you back. Oh, that's great. Look, Bruce is making an appearance. Hey, Bruce. Oh, hi, Bruce. Hey, buddy. Bruce. <laughs> Everyone says he looks like a Frazetta dog. Come here. If, if Frazetta painted dogs. But he does look like a beast. <laughs> he, Come here. Frazetta didn't paint. Here. Did he paint? I can't, I can't recall. He oh, was, yeah. There's, he, I've seen some wolves. There's been some wolves. He, paint, he painted wolves, but he wasn't yeah. a big dog person. But again, that's kind cats. of a generation thing. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah he loved big cats. He didn't, yeah. he had a domesticated pat, um, pet cat. And um, 
but he when he had to take care of it, he's like, what does this thing need? And I'm like, needs food. <laughs> what do you need say? to I, feed your animal? What? <laughs> I have to scoop its poops. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, what, get it away from me. And well, I really that with- has just blown my entire image of Frank Rosetta scooping <laughs> cat poop. <laughs> no, I don't. I no, feel- <laughs> no, that's he didn't do it. He didn't do it. That's the thing. He was, Go outside. Had, yeah. Get yeah. out. Go in the, in the snow. Ruin the like, neighbor's gardens. Yeah, you can't do that, Grant. But you have to take oh, care of your pets. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, one one story I'll tell my my um my mom got a puppy, and this was this he was living in Florida for his uh, his last the last year before he passed away after my grandma died, and my mom got a little puppy, and he would just he just the puppy would go to the bathroom and make make an accident on the floor, and he'd just hmm. look at it and go get this out of here it's it's doing doing things on the ground get it out of here and he's like what what is it you call it a thing and it was just (laughs) the disconnect i'm like oh god (laughs) it can become a thing when it when it it, starts doing that right real quick yeah 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 he's like this isn't how i envision life where's the wolves and the panthers and the beautiful creatures that know how to take care of themselves (laughs) this isn't my reality isn't like my paintings at all what is this no (laughs) matt that that, the same thing could be said for children they become things when they get into trouble <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i'm pretty sure he felt like that too about his children so <laughs> and we, we all have those moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> well guys thank you so much it was awesome yeah talking it was to a you blast and... so, so we will uh, well. yeah and then we'll i'll uh, think about another opportunity where it might make sense if especially if there's something down the road and you're like "Ooh, i think the sword and sorcery people would really like this you can always get in touch with us and we can make those things oh. happen I have some things coming up that you guys are going to be really happy about. It's just like everything. It's like the, the, the pot is steaming right now. It's about to like the lid is about to blow because Good. everything's just simmering ready. So, so in the next six months, you'll, you'll, you'll be, you'll be happy. I, I, I love I hope. it. And, and one, one more selfish question I want to get uh, while we're on the air. Do you do, would you do you take commissions for book covers? I do. Okay. So well. I, I'll take. I'm, I'm taking any commissions right now because it's making me. It's forcing me to grow as an artist. Yeah. I just got a commission for a unicorn, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and and I'm like, well, let's 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 think about this. But yeah, yeah I, I like the opportunities because it's. I, I I rather paint or draw for someone else other than myself. So yes. sweet. I don't want a unicorn for the record. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> the the you know, It was fun. I did it after the the Hilda. The Hildebrand brothers. Oh, the Hildebrand what? brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a homage to them, and that's again because I couldn't think of my own unicorn scenario. But you know, that's I love their art. Their art's incredible. Yes, it is. Talk Absolutely. about freaking talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, skill. Remember, it's a uh, practice and grit as well. Skill. You're right. You're correcting yeah. me on my own thing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final words, there, Dean. Uh, no, not really. Other than it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you, Dean. Uh, thank you, uh, Dean. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. So we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you around. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining us on our humble little podcast. Oh wait, I got to do the outro, right? You or me, one of the two, or she could do it. Uh, I don't know if she knows what um, it is. Yeah, you guys have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, oh my god, she knew. She knows it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's all good. <laughs> Um, my bizarre of the bizarre pick was Master of the Universe Origin action figures I'm buying for me and my brother. And may your swords always remain sharp.
well. So it was always, but then uh, it catches up to you and you don't actually learn and you have to learn. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a school teacher. I could talk about this all day. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I teach middle school. Oh my God. You could teach me things. Cause I missed middle school. I was just thinking about boys. So go. Yeah. Oh, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about gals in middle school and high school, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Matt, Dean, were you thinking about girls or like what were you thinking about in high school or middle school? In me? Yeah. Oh my god. Were you paying attention? Honestly, um I was in middle school, I had already caught the sword and sorcery fantasy stuff <laughs> and Star Trek. That was my thing. That's great. You're you're evolving. I was devolving. Well, we're maybe not. I don't know. Depends how you look at it. But all yeah. I thought about was love. <laughs> yeah. People make fun of me for loving Star Trek and and Conan and reading, you know, different things. Well, that, jokes on them now, isn't it? <laughs> Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah jokes on them. <laughs> my my buddies, uh, my D and D buddies got mad at me for a, a period of time when I was like, all right, I got to get out of the basements and chase the girls now. <laughs> and so I was the asshole. 